Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Ladies, welcome back to another episode. I hope your day and your year is off to an amazing start. In just a few short weeks, we will be launching our brand new podcast. I am so excited for it. And we have been working super hard, like overtime behind the scenes here to get this up and ready for February 1st. So on your end, not much will change. Yes, the podcast name will be changing, which you'll be hearing about soon, but we'll still be having the hormone conversation and the wellness conversation and nutrition and food and All of that will still stay the same, but we're also going to dive in a little bit deeper. I really want to expand on what it means to live an epic life and wellness incorporates so much more than just the food on our plate. So astrology, human design, personal growth, business growth. I want to talk about it all. I also want to have some amazing experts come in and talk about plant medicine because that's been a really big part of my journey and growth and I get so many questions about it. So we're switching gears and I'm really excited for it and I hope you are too and you're going to continue to show up weekly and tune in and be inspired and gain some amazing knowledge to transform your health and even your wealth. So I really can't wait for it and we really have been working overtime because I have had to record all these audio episodes for while I was recording a whole bunch for, of course, December and then January. But starting in December, I was also recording videos so that I could batch a bunch of videos so they could get sent over to our production team and get edited and we can get everything up and running. So our official launch will be February 1st. So I'm really excited for it. You can still find our podcast on, you know, Apple and Spotify and all the different platforms that you listen to us on. So again, not much will change on your end. We'll still be here every week having amazing conversations. We'll just be expanding the conversations and, you know, who I was in 2018 when I started the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm no longer that woman, right? I have evolved and I really want to be able to share that evolution with you and how the conversation has also evolved as well. So I'm really, really excited for it. So stay tuned for that. That's what I've been working on over here. So lots going on and switching gears today. I'm really excited to be talking about migraines and headaches because personally I have struggled with them more so in my teens. I used to get more migraines. I don't really get them as often anymore, definitely every now and again, but not as often as I used to in my teens. And I do get some headaches, especially more cyclical and hormonal headaches, sometimes around ovulation or around my period, not necessarily every month, but they can often be a pretty prominent symptom for me is like hormonally around my cycle. So I'm really excited to have this conversation today. I am interviewing Dr. Meg Mill. She's a functional medicine health practitioner and clinical pharmacist. In her practice, she works with patients to focus on healing the root cause of their health struggles through advanced diagnostic testing and personalized support. She is particularly passionate about helping people suffering from chronic headaches or migraines find relief and increase productivity and energy to enjoy their life again with her proven EAT method. So on our episode today, we talk about 
what migraines and headaches are and essentially the difference between the two of them. We talk about how she became passionate working in this specific area with chronic migraines. We talk about the difference between how a functional medicine practitioner would approach treating headaches versus somebody in the conventional field. We also talk about hormonal migraines and ovulation and especially headaches around your period and what's really happening there and the changes in hormones and fluctuations. We talk about stress and the role that cortisol plays, and we also dive into nutrition. So really juicy episode, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. A few things that we mentioned in the episode, I'm sure I will get asked about. So we did bring up a few essential oils to really help treat headaches, and one of the oils was past tense from doTERRA, which is my favorite, and I always keep it here at my desk. So past tense is a blend of just such amazing, beautiful oils. I always like to rub it on the back of my neck, and it smells lovely, and it kind of has this cooling and heating sensation. If you've tried past tense before, then you definitely know what I'm talking about. But this is a doTERRA oil. And then we also talk about peppermint oil. And of course, I use the peppermint from doTERRA and both really, really fantastic oils. And I love them. So Meg does dive into different essential oils and especially peppermint and how that can be helpful if you have a headache or a migraine. And then we talk a little bit about magnesium and we were diving a bit into the aura ring and how I was tracking my sleep. And she was asking me if I notice, you know, anything specific that helps me get deeper sleep because of course sleep does play a role with headaches and migraines. So that's why that's part of the conversation. But she was asking if there was anything specific that I find that you know really impacts my sleep and helps me get deeper REM or just deep sleep. And so we were talking about magnesium. You guys know I love taking my magnesium at night. I take about 400 milligrams of magnesium biglycinate and I do take two capsules of 5-HTP. I use the magnesium and the 5-HTP from Canprev those are always my go-to and then I do supplement with the CBD oil from Eaton Hemp and you guys can save 20% off at Eaton Hemp with the coupon code healthy hormones so that's eatonhemp.com and I do love using their CBD oil and I'm actually going to start tracking now if when I do use the CBD oil if that's been improving my REM or my deep sleep so that was something that we were talking about today and again I'm sure I'll get asked questions about it so just wanted to mention it here and you can definitely get your savings on at Eaton Hemp I love their CBD oil I do a dropper full of their extra strength and especially during my luteal phase because that is the time in my cycle if I'm going to really experience any headaches or migraines or any just like discomfort and of course like the cramping and all of that that comes with your period, I always like to supplement with CBD during my luteal phase. So just wanted to mention that. So let's dive into our episode. I really hope you enjoy it. Let's do it. Hi Meg, welcome to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is going to be a great conversation, something that I know a lot of our listeners are always asking about. I know myself personally, I've gone through my ups and downs with migraines and headaches over the year, so I can't wait to dive in. And before we do, I'd love it if you can share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yes, I'm Dr. Meg Mill, and I am a functional medicine practitioner, and I see patients in my virtual practice all over the world. So I came into functional medicine. I was in the conventional space for many years, and I was having some of my own health issues and just really trying to figure out, I'm told my blood work looks perfect and I feel terrible. And, and I'm like, I've been there. That was me for a long time, just trying to really? figure out some of that. And so it, in my discovery of some of my own health issues, I found 
functional medicine. And I think it's just a great place where we look at the root cause. And so we take things and look at what, instead of the disease and labeling it and, you know, putting medication to treat it, we're looking at what's the root of the underlying issues that are causing you to have those symptoms. So yeah, it's a great place to be. (laughs) That's awesome. And so you were in the conventional fields, like what were you doing there initially? So I was a clinical pharmacist for almost 20 years. So I went to, got my doctorate and then did a residency and got into the clinical space. And I kept seeing people put on more and more medications and just really surviving rather than thriving. And I felt like that was sort of the other path that led me in this space because there's so many things we can do and medication has its time and place and can be life-saving, but it's not the answer for everything. And I knew the protocols, I knew why, but I kept seeing it's like, oh, here you are on more medications, not feeling better and having more side effects and just sort of in that space where there's so much more we can do when we're really looking to balance things. For sure. Awesome. So you made that switch over from conventional and like, how did you even find functional medicine? Actually, my cousin had told me this was years ago, but I was looking into other options. So I had tried the acupuncture route just to see I had looked into other holistic medicine people in my own journey. And I had a cousin who was seeing a functional medicine practitioner years ago. And she said, this is the same kind of thing that I'm talking about. Like I felt terrible for years. I could never get any answers. And I found this person and it's like, I finally feel better. And so that's kind of what led me. It was like, oh, I want to know more. I want to dig into this. And so it led me to my knowledge of functional medicine and really finding that and then going on to get a certification and like finding the Institute of Functional Medicine. And yeah, it was through her that I began my journey. So it's always, you never know where the, (laughs) yeah, where it's going to be like, where that interest will be sparked. Right. Yes. That's awesome. So I know that you have a particular passion working with people who are suffering from headaches. How did that even begin? Well, I feel like it sort of came to me. So it's interesting how, again, life works. I noticed that when I had so many, particularly women coming to me that were suffering from chronic headaches and migraines, and it was just this thing that kept happening. And then on the other hand, even when that wasn't the chief complaint that they were coming in with, I do a very detailed intake questionnaire whenever we get started and we go the whole way back through their health history. And even when that wasn't the reason they came to me, so many women were saying as we're going through the history, oh, I've had chronic headaches my whole life. Oh, I take out a few times a month or every week. And and they're almost coming in with other headaches that were side effects from the medications that they've been taking for the headaches for all these years. And I realized, yeah, it's become normalized. People think that it's okay and normal and, oh, I just have headaches or my mother or my sister have headaches. So it's just in our family. And and then once we would work together, I'd get all these women that were saying, oh my gosh, my headaches are gone. Oh, I didn't even think I could live without getting the headaches. And they were just really you know amazed at that transformation and really made me want to reach more people and realize you don't have to suffer and live with headaches forever. <laughs> For sure. So that's really great. It is an area that I feel like it's underserved. So it's really great that we have you to be focusing on that. So how would you, as a functional medicine practitioner, treat someone differently in regards to migraines and headaches than if they were to go to, you know, a conventional practitioner? 
So in the conventional space, most likely, hopefully if you have serious migraines and chronic headaches, you've been checked to have some sort of MRI or evaluation, but then generally they're treated with medication. So we're putting something on the headache to just cover that pain. And so I like to look at it as an analogy someone gave me once, which I think really fits for the conventional and functional spaces. If you took your car to a mechanic and you said that your car was making a noise and the mechanic walked over and grabbed a pair of earmuffs and came back and handed you your keys with the earmuffs, would you feel comfortable? And we would not really feel comfortable driving away in a car like that that's still making the noise. But in some ways, that's how we're currently treating headaches. We're putting on medications that really just mask the pain rather than digging into why you're actually getting the headaches. And like we're saying, those pain medications then often can have further side effects and other consequences. So in the functional space, we're actually flipping that model. And I'm looking at the imbalances that are going on in your body and really digging into what's triggering those headaches. So we become detectives and look at you as an N of one, as a single case, and what is triggering your individual headaches. And then what can we do to solve those problems and and actually get the headaches to go away rather than just medicating the pain. For sure. I love that analogy. That's really great with the mechanic. I've never heard that before. I am definitely going to use that for sure. I will be sure to credit you on that one, but that was a really good one for sure. So I'm curious, like with all the people that you've treated over the years, do you find a commonality amongst why people are constantly getting headaches or migraines? So there are certain pillars. So we do know that there are certain triggers for headaches, but it's it's also individual within those pillars. So I'll use food as an example. So we do know that there are certain foods that trigger migraines. So certain food groups like tyramine is one, sulfite, salicylate are certain food groups that would be common triggers for migraines through research and data, but it's individual for everyone. And then what makes it even more complicated for some people is that it can also be a combination of food triggers. So you could have, let's say we'll use a glass of wine with like, cause that is a sulfite and there's sulfites in wine. And so you could have a glass of wine one night and say like, okay, this night I had the glass of wine and I had a, a migraine. Then you could have a glass of wine another night and you didn't get the migraine. So you can look at that a little bit further and say, well, what else did you have going on that night? Did you have some aged cheese? Did you have enough, something else that actually could be combinations of food that put you over the edge to have that headache? So we do look into all sorts. Sometimes it's pretty clear. I had one person that just had eaten gluten her whole life. And she, you know, I said, just go, we did some food sensitivity testing. And I said, just give it up for a couple of weeks. She's like, it can't be gluten. I, I've eaten gluten forever. I know. And, right. and and then she came back in a few weeks and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't had a headache since I came up. And every time she'd eat gluten, she'd just get that migraine. So there can be just that one trigger. They can be combinations, but we really look to find out what that is. For sure. So do you find that the triggers or the symptoms can really be delayed? Like if you had a glass of wine tonight, you may get a headache like three days from now. Like, does that often happen? It can. So what I tell people, usually 48 hours, I say, and one of the things I have people do that you, your listeners can start doing right now is just actually 
print out a blank calendar. And then when you get the headaches, write down everything you ate that day and the day before. So you're looking really at the last 48 hours. Like another thing that's specific to people that we do test for are food sensitivities. So we look at the food sensitivity because those symptoms are nonspecific generally. And so whenever you have that food sensitivity, it can come four to 48 hours after. And headache can be a symptom of even a food sensitivity. So people get confused because with food allergies, you get that immediate reaction. You're going to get the hives, you're going to get the swelling. And those are the IgE antibodies. But with the IgG antibodies, it's that slower, non-specific type reaction that can be really hard to identify For uh, sure. unless you do testing or elimination. But I do think keeping that calendar can really help people to just trigger like, oh, okay, you know what? Every time I did have that can just help you start to do some of your own detective work to start pinpointing things. For sure. So before we move on, maybe let's talk about the difference between a migraine and a headache. Yeah. So migraines, they follow a pattern. So with the migraine, you can have vision issues, the auras, you can have nausea and vomiting, and they last usually a longer time. They can last up to 72 hours. They respond. Yeah. That's why people that suffer from those regular migraines are just can be wiped out for a long period of time. For sure. Because there's a light sensitivity involved. They also respond to that dark. You can go in that dark room and put a cool cloth on your face. So those are kind of migraine where attention headaches can often feel like a band sort of across the head and right. they're more sporadic. They're, they don't follow that pattern there. They can be longer or shorter periods of time, but they don't have that pattern type. There's not usually nausea and vomiting involved. People also can have cluster headaches. It's really more particular to men, but it's really strange because in a cluster headache, movement can help where in a migraine, you want to say still, and oh, that yeah. helps the headache where movement actually helps the cluster. So they're all just different dynamics. Actually, when I'm treating patients, I'm not as concerned with the label of the headache because you're still getting the pain. So people can think, oh, well, I don't get migraines. I just have headaches. But if you're taking Advil or Tylenol every week or even a few times a month and you're dealing with headaches, you're suffering and you're using medications regularly sure. and whatever, even if you're not to that migraine point. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely gone through my bouts of migraines. I don't get them as often anymore, but I remember them just like having to be in a dark room, no sound, no light, like just leave me alone. And yeah, it was the only way. And then I would pop an Advil or something like that because the pain was just so intense. It's like you needed something to right make it go away. I couldn't sit there for like six, seven, eight hours, however long it might be with this migraine. Like you just can't function. Like I basically just need to like go to sleep. But yeah, it hasn't happened and it's come and go, but not the way it used to, like back in my teens for sure. Ladies, I quickly want to interrupt today's episode and talk about one of my favorite delicious midday treats, and that is from Midday Squares. If you have not tried their bars, they are so, so good. They are hands down one of the best tasting bars on the market. Gaten and I are both obsessed with them and we always have them in our fridge. So FYI, you do want to keep them in their fridge. That's where they are going to stay the most fresh and also they won't melt. So super in love with them. I don't know if you've tried them before. If you haven't, you've been living under a rock, but they have raw chocolate. They sweeten it with yakun syrup, 
sea salt, pink sea salt, these cacao butter, pumpkin seed, hemp protein, such an inchy protein, and just really guilt-free, gluten-free, soy-free. It's really a clean protein with some amazing superfoods in there and packed with really delicious, real raw chocolate. So I'm a big fan. I love them so much. Inside one bar, you will find that there are two squares. And I often just need one square. Like if it's maybe middle of the day after lunch and I want something a little bit sweet, I will often go treat myself to just one of their squares. Or like even in the evening time, if there's something that I want, the midday squares are always my go-to because they've got really great protein in there as well as some fiber and some really great fat. So I find it to be a really nice macro breakdown. So definitely check them out. I like to get their starter pack off of their website because then you get three bars of each of their flavors. So they have the fudge, the almond crunch, and the peanut butter, and they're so good. I have all three on hand. So if you want to get a sample pack, you can try that and do the starter pack. And then there's three of each flavor. So you can save 15% off. Head on over to middaysquares.com. Enter the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES15. That's one five. Enter that at checkout and you'll save 15% off. And then also a really big shout out to eatenhemp.com. You guys know I love them. And In the past week alone, I've received such amazing testimonials from women who've been struggling with PMS symptoms and PCOS issues, as well as sleep issues, and how amazing the Eaton Hemp CBD oil has been for you. So I am so thankful for that, and I only love promoting them because there's so many CBD brands on the market, and they can be a little bit fishy in terms of their ethics and their integrity, but definitely not eaten hemp. And I'm really just in love with their products and they really have made a difference, especially in my sleep. I love using the extra strength full spectrum CBD oil. It's 1500 milligrams per ounce and I take one ounce before bed. You could also use the regular strength full spectrum and that's 500 milligrams per ounce. So you can definitely give that one a try. And I really do love their oils. I just take a dropper full and just literally put it right under my tongue at night. And I take that alongside with my 5-HTP and my magnesium from CanPrev. So they are really great. And if you're looking for a CBD oil to try, then I highly recommend that. So you can head on over to eatenhemp.com, enter the code HEALTHYHORMONES, and you can save 20% off site-wide. They also have some really great bundles available as well. So you can always bundle some products and save. So you've been thinking of like trying the Super Salve or maybe some of their Hemp Hearts or their Toasted Super Seeds, which... I absolutely love. I just eat them right out of the bag. You can check out their bundles and they've got some really great options for you there. So again, that's eatenhemp.com. Enter the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES and save 20% off. And let's get back to our episode. So let's talk about finding relief because that's what everybody wants, right? How do we actually find relief? What does that look like? And maybe where do we start? Yeah. So we work on the pillars. And and so sometimes it does take a little bit of time in order to find your triggers. When you're saying headaches will often start for women in that high school period, because our hormones are changing. So rebalancing hormones and looking into those kind of things. But sometimes you just do have that like headache and you need to deal with it right now. So if you're trying to get away from having to take the Advil or the Tylenol or something right now, people have a lot of success with peppermint oil. Mm, so pepper yes, and, and lavender oil too. So yeah, that if you put that on your temples and almost like put that cloth across your forehead with some essential oils, then you can sometimes 
find some good, like immediate relief from that too. So even anti-inflammatories like curcumin can help with inflammation in general. So that can, you know, help too with some of that pain. Which is great. Yeah. I remember, so I I love peppermint oil. And if I do feel a little bit off or have a headache or something, I I always use the peppermint oil, but I remember many years ago, and I'm totally going to call out this company. Some people may be familiar with it. It's called Lush. And they sell like bath bombs and they claim to have cleaner products, but they're really not. And I will never forget being in the mall one day, like having a little bit of a headache. And I walked into the store and I saw at their counter, they had this little like headache bomb with like peppermint and stuff in it. And then I was talking to the lady there and she was like, oh, okay. Yeah. If you have a headache, like you just take the bomb, rub it on your temples. And I did. And within minutes... I felt even worse. Like it went from a headache to a full-blown migraine. I remember like I had to leave the mall immediately, got home, threw up. And I'm like, that is the difference between really good quality ingredients and a synthetic peppermint oil and using like a really good quality. Because when I use, you know, my oils now that never happens, but I will never forget that experience because I'm like, so many people go into the store using these products and these ingredients, thinking it's going to be helpful and it may actually not be. Yeah. That's terrible. Yes. And I think (laughs) that is, it's a really good point though, because I I do think so many people are selling so many different products. And so I think you're bringing up a really good point to make sure when you're buying products, you're getting the recommendations from someone you trust because- you never know. And people would think like, oh, they're natural. Oh yeah. I know this company that would be safe for me. And wow. that (laughs) Yeah. It was not not good. I remember it so clearly. So, okay. So in terms of finding relief, we want to start with obviously identifying like the root cause. So we're going to look at food sensitivities. So you're obviously running tests for that. And then are you running tests for things like hormones or anything like that? What other things are you kind of looking at? Yeah. So hormones are definitely a cause for mine in particular, and and especially for women that have those cyclical migraines. If you're noticing that you're getting that with your period or before your period every month, and some people really do follow that pattern. And so the week before our period, the progesterone is dropping. And so is our estrogen, but our progesterone can drop faster than estrogen. So a lot of women, even if they don't have high levels of estrogen can become estrogen dominant in that space. Right. And then once you have the estrogen dominance, then you can get the release of prostaglandins and prostaglandins are an inflammatory mediator that can trigger headaches. So sometimes there's all these different hormones that we're working through to get balanced. And so that is definitely something that I test them. And so when we test that, we can see and actually balance hormones exactly the way they need to be. But I think just really taking a look for people listening at what estrogens you're getting from your environment. So do you have clean products? Are you eating meat and dairy that don't have hormones in them? Buying clean, hormone-free, grass-fed meat and dairy products is important. Are you storing your foods in plastics? I think I had, this is an off story, but I actually had a patient who was buying, like this was kind of reminding me from the Lush, who was buying organic meals that were all pure ingredients. And she had me look at the list of what was in it and was being really particular. And they were these expensive meals and they were coming in plastic shrink wrap. 
And the instructions were to microwave the meal in the plastic. (laughs) And I was like, the ingredients look fine, but we never want to microwave plastic because once you do, you're degrading the structure of the molecule and it's leaching into your food. So basically, you know, so I just thought same kind of thing when you're, that reminded me when you were saying the story of like, those are little things that can make a difference. So just kind of being aware of some of those things can be helpful too. Absolutely. Yeah. it, It all matters. It really does. Okay, ladies, a really quick interruption to talk about the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. This is where I went to school many years ago, probably about 15 years ago, to study to become a registered holistic nutritionist. And I am probably asked on the weekly where I studied, and this is it, Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. It was such a life-changing program, not only to really enable me to get out there and create my own business in the health and wellness space, but also the information that I learned for myself to be able to apply that to my own health and my own well-being. It really was such a fantastic program. So if you aspire to have a meaningful career where you help people and you're passionate about food and nutrition and wellness, this really can be a life-changing program for you and your family. You can earn a diploma in natural nutrition and become a registered holistic nutritionist at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition in Canada's capital. That's in Ottawa. They have live virtual interactive classes. They are flexible schedules. You can study from the comfort of your own home, no matter where in the world you are. They are currently going to be opening enrollment for their spring 2022 registration, and there are full-time and part-time programs available. So if you're interested to join one of their upcoming information sessions, head on over to www.csnn.ca forward slash Ottawa. They have an upcoming info session happening on January 26th and another on Wednesday, February 2nd. So you can reserve your spot, sign up and learn more details. If maybe you're thinking about starting a career in the health and wellness industry, this is the perfect place to start. And I can definitely vouch for having an awesome education and amazing experience from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. So Outside of women getting headaches around their period, that's definitely a common thing. What about ovulation? I often do find a lot of women right around ovulation, like what's happening there that is often bringing on a migraine or a headache. Yeah. And that's the hormone imbalance too. So when I work with people, we look at, I use the Dutch test generally with as a urine test. And so that will give all the estrogen and the progesterone levels. And then we even have androgens and cortisol is a whole nother issue in headaches. So looking at all those and just balancing them to make sure that women's hormones are, you know, balanced out in the appropriate way, because as you're a hormone expert, it's all about balance really. So absolutely getting everything the way it should be in order to help those headaches go away. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of cortisol, let's dive into that and talk a little bit about stress and cortisol and the role that plays in chronic headaches. I I like to call that the chain of pain because it does become cyclical for people. So pain is an independent stressor on the body. And when we think about stress, we're thinking about our to-do list and we're busy. And most of us have a lot of stress in that regards. Anyway, I think we're all 
trying to battle that overstress for sure life. But then when you're in pain, you actually have another physiological stressor on your body. So when we get high cortisol levels, we release prolactin and prolactin can actually increase pain sensitivity. So you can get in this cycle of pain where you're kind of getting the pain causes the stress, which causes the pain. And so really working to get yourself into the parasympathetic nervous system out of the fight or flight. I work with people on lifestyle changes that they can. And I think it's different for everyone. What brings you into that calm place and breathing exercises are great. Meditation's great. Walking in nature. There's so many things, but I always try to find individual things for people that can really help them and that they resonate with too. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. So just diving back into the nutrition piece, I know you mentioned like salicylates, just breaking this down even further with some food triggers. Like I know often coffee or chocolate, like these can be some food triggers. Like what are some of the other big ones that you're finding? And then on the flip side of that, what do you often recommend people focus on eating to help support and minimize headaches? Mm -hmm. I think you brought up a good point with the chocolate and the coffee. It's interesting because caffeine is in some headache medications. So there is an element of caffeine that actually helps treat headaches but we can get rebound headaches from them. So if you're drinking too much caffeine, definitely that is a big trigger for a rebound headache. So you just, you really need to be careful with your caffeine intake. And when you're digging in for your detective work and you can look at, do you get them more on the weekends? Like get up and have that first morning cup of coffee or drink it through people's routines change sometimes like from right day to weekend. So that's something to like really start paying attention to take a hard look at how much, you know, caffeine you're getting. So then some certain artificial flavors can trigger headaches, MSG, aspartame, which is in the diet sodas. I mentioned salicylates can be found in citrus fruits. We have nitrates that are in hot dogs, bacon, things like that, and sulfites in wines, dried fruits. We have tyramine that can be in like aged and cured fruits. Those are some food groups that we know that have data surrounding the fat, the triggers. And as far as diet, I encourage really getting a lot of nutrients. So eating a rainbow, getting a lot of variety of nutrients. So you can be supported really with all the nutrients you need. One nutrient that you can really focus on is magnesium because there is a tie with magnesium deficiency in people with chronic headaches. So you can find magnesium in like pumpkin seeds, almonds, spinach, cashews, but that's one you can work on pumping up, particularly if you're someone that's suffering from the chronic headaches for sure, or supplementing with it or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really curious, have you ever found some women can tolerate certain foods in their follicular phase, but then if they ate it during their luteal because of different hormonal fluctuations, they actually got triggered by that food and, and got a headache. I can't say yes or no. I'm sure that's a good study. Yeah, <laughs> I want to yeah. do a study. <laughs> that would be really interesting. That, like, oh, that would be interesting data to see. I haven't pinpointed that necessarily, but it would be worth it to check. So, you know what, listeners, when you're printing your calendar out, write yeah. your phases and see, because you're right. We look at combinations, but hormone imbalances and changes through the month. We're always changing. Yeah, so for sure. I feel a- like that could really play a role because when we come out of our period, like we just feel like superwoman, our body can tolerate so much more in the sense of like adrenaline and energy and our output. And then after ovulation, 
with so many changes, I feel like our body can maybe be a little bit more sensitive to things. So yeah, I'd be so curious to see that. Well, I wouldn't say I would see more people get more headaches after ovulation, but it'd be interesting to see the food combination. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Oh, you have to do some studies around that. I know (laughs) we we have an idea. Yeah. Awesome. So I know that you have like an eight step strategy, some of which you probably shared here today. Is there anything maybe you want to expand on there in terms of the eight steps? Sure. I think the two things that you can do right now, I think that are free and easy are work on staying hydrated because dehydration is actually another trigger for headaches. And so paying attention, are you drinking enough? Well, you can aim to drink half your body weight in water a day is a kind of a general gauge. And the other aspect of that is making sure that you're sipping through the day because a lot of people will, and I have to watch myself on this too. I'll be doing something and then I'm like, oh, I'm so thirsty. And I will like chug a glass of water. But when you drink too much at the same time, you can eliminate it. And we really want to work on cellular hydration. So sipping water through the day helps with that cellular hydration. And so just always keeping that bottle by you or your glass by your desk and having that water through the day can be really surprisingly helpful. And then the next thing that people can do that is easy is focus on sleep. So we, we do know that sleep is another independent risk factor, particularly the amount of REM sleep with migraines. And so just really prioritizing sleep. And I think taking a look at how well you're actually sleeping and how much, I think sometimes we don't even realize until we put a mirror up how like, Oh yeah, I have had patients, one patient, particularly that sticks out in my mind that she came in and she had written on her intake. Oh, I sleep well. And we were digging into it. And she's like, well, once a week or every other week, I stay up like most of the night just to get things done. And I was like, but she was sleeping well on the other nights. She thought because, oh, I sleep and I go to bed other nights, I can just stay up one night. And I was like, oh no, that's affecting you. And so she was like amazed. Then once she just prioritized her sleep and really paid attention, how much that changed. So really just, that's a place that's just being able to take a look at and make some changes there making sure your room is cool, dark, and quiet. So your cortisol levels are dropping and your melatonin can rise. You mentioned the chocolate. Sometimes people avoid caffeine after dinner or lunchtime, but they'll eat chocolate in the evening, not realizing that they're getting the caffeine that way. And so that can be tricky too. And, And really even not eating a whole lot before bed because digestion can interrupt sleep too. So that's just another thing to prioritize when you're starting to (laughs) figure out what what your triggers are. So is it those who are getting less REM sleep you're finding it's impacting headaches? Yes. Yeah. So there's data, you know, I mean, it's like, it's hard to know when you're seeing people because we're not monitoring it unless you have an aura ring, you don't know how much your quality of sleep you're getting in your different phases. But they're just there's research studies that show that sleep, less sleep can be a trigger for migraines. For sure. Yeah. I just got the new one actually in the mail not oh. too long ago. And I, I love it because they do track now it's their beta program, but they're doing the period tracking, which is really great. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that yeah. that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get oh, the nice. new one. Nice. I have an older I, ha- I don't have a new one. So <laughs> yeah, I I had the old one too. I think I had ordered mine like way back in 2017. And the battery just kind of died on me over a year ago. And I would just waited for the new one to come out and then and then got <laughs> that one. So yeah, but it's been really interesting. And my REM and my deep sleep is actually really good. So yeah. Do you notice anything that makes it like different? Because 
I have patients that have them and I've had people say taking like a shower in the evening or a bath, like they notice that it's interesting to see what makes you have better sleep versus not as For sure. Personally, I should probably track when I take CBD oil because there are some times, especially heading into my cycle, I will take some CBD oil. And I should probably monitor that when I do take the CBD, if that's impacting my REM and my deep, but I take magnesium at night, some 5-HTP. So I wonder if that has been playing a role in it, but yeah, it's pretty surprising because between my yeah, I'm tracking with my aura ring and my husband's like his REM and his deep is not very good, but he says he sleeps really well and he feels refreshed when he gets up in the morning. And then he was like, I think the ring is lying, but looking at my data compared to his, like my sleep is really good. And yeah, his looks like it could use a little bit of work. So um, (laughs) you have to dig into what, yeah, what's going on there. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's funny because he's the one that's like such a stickler with his bedtime routine. And I'm like, not, I have the same sort of sleep and wake schedule, but I can be a little bit flexible sometimes by like 30 minutes or something. And he's just like such a stickler. And I'm just like, oh, whatever, I'll just, you know, I'm going to hang out for a little bit or read a book or yeah. And it's just funny because my sleep, yes, is so much better than his. So <laughs> he's probably um, upset. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He stopped wearing his ring for a while because he didn't want to look at the data. So I was going to ask. So for somebody that's like dealing with a migraine or a headache right now, and they're just like, what is the thing that I do right now in this moment, especially if they're trying to avoid taking something like a Tylenol or Advil, or like, what are your thoughts on maybe having to resort to that every once in a while? Like, I'm I'm really curious more of like, what's the immediate thing we do? And I get that it's not that easy because the sleep and the hydration and the nutrition, all of these things play a role, but is there something that you kind of have in your back pocket is like the go-to? Well, so I do recommend just start with the peppermint. Sometimes we add lavender. There's different essential oils that in some essential oil companies will make a blend too that can be, I know doTERRA has a past tense blend that has oh, a blend favorite. of stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't want to know about putting products out there, but they have a nice blend that helps with headaches and, and just starting there. If you can get relief, oh, you have it. I have it. Have it's it. at my desk <laughs> at all times. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So I really like that blend. I think that's a good place to start. And then trying maybe like I had said, some like curcumin, something that's an anti-inflammatory supplement. And if you're in pain and nothing else is working, then I would just take the medicine. I think what we're trying to do is get it so that you don't have to take it But in that moment, sometimes you're just in pain. So I would say, do what you need to do in that moment in order to, I wouldn't say suffer through the pain because I'd like to always try. And that's why I guess the bringing that conventional and, you know, holistic space together, we want to do what we can to eliminate and minimize and not have side effects. But there also is when you have that in the moment that you're suffering, definitely that's an answer to use. So the idea is to start at a place that's as natural as you can try to get them do the the leg work so that they don't happen. And then if you need to, you can use that pain medicine. Awesome. Well, that was great. So let our listeners know more about your program. I know you've been working hard on putting this together and it's going to launch very soon. So tell us more about that. 
Yes, thank you. I am launching a program called Headstrong Happiness Beyond Headaches, and it will be a 10-week live group program. So I'm going to be right there with people and going through every step of the way. So I took the method I've used for all of my one-on-one clients and just really wanted to reach more people and also get the support. The one other reason I'm so excited about this is really getting support from a community of people going through the same thing that you're going through. And I think that having me there with you to do all the work that we need to do, but also having other people in your shoes to ask questions to or see what's going on. I'm excited to see that group come together because the way too often we do say it's normalized and and sometimes people who have chronic headaches and migraines feel very alone because no one can see that pain. You're you're suffering and it's yes. almost this hidden underlying pain that you're you're trying to get through and do what you need to do. So you can find that program at happinessbeyondheadaches.com, just www.happinessbeyondheadaches.com. And that's launching in January. And I'm so excited about that. And then I have my website is just megmill.com too, that I schedule my individual consults. So it's just www.megmill.com. And I'm over on Instagram at dr. Meg Mill. <laughs> so awesome. I just do all sorts of functional medicine information over there. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. We will have all of that in the show notes and I really appreciate you being with us today. Thank you so much. I was great to be here. Awesome. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies, for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed our episode with Dr. Meg Mill. You can follow her on Instagram at Dr. Meg Mill and head on over to our website, holisticwellness.ca forward slash podcast. You can access all of our past episodes and as well as today's episode. So you can grab all the show notes there and you can learn more about her Headstrong program, Happiness Beyond Headaches, which will be starting January 24th. And all the links there are in the show notes. So you can grab that and find out more about her program. If you are struggling with migraines and headaches, it might be a really good option to consider joining that and joining her on that 10-week journey. Thanks again for being here. I will chat with you all next week and have an epic day. Oh, oh, oh.